Hello, absolutely everyone. This is Shay, your host. Uh, a couple of things before we get started with the episode. First, there's some music in this episode you'll hear. That music is by Eric Matias and can be found at www.soundimage.org. Secondly, during this episode, Dan, Kelsey, and I discuss some difficult topics such as suicide, self-harm, and violent deaths. So if that's something you'd rather not hear, the timestamps for those will be in the episode description. Thanks for listening. Doki Doki Literature Club. Easy on the wallet, but is it worth your time? We write poems to impress our friends. In order to find out, here on Broke and Gaming. Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm a bag of trash on the side of the road, Shay. And I'm your other host, Dan. And uh, we have a special guest this week, our old friend, Kelsey. What's Hi, Kelsey. Up? How's it going? I'm good. I'm happy to still be a special guest, even though this is technically not my first appearance. <laughs> well, we love a returning guest. I, I love to be here. So we always ask our guests if they've been playing anything recently. Uh, have you been playing anything new, or is it still exactly what I think you've probably been playing? <laughs> um, if you are friends with me on Switch, you know I'm still on the Three Houses grind, unfortunately. <laughs> they announced like a new game for the series, I guess, and so that got me back into it, so now I'm like playing again. But I also played a new game since the last time we talked, which I played, I think, fucking five different ace attorney games in the past like six months or something like that um and that took up quite a bit of my time too so that's the main things that's part of the reason why you were chosen for this episode because wow thank you phoenix Wright, for that <laughs> terrible yep okay. i i i enjoy the phoenix Wright games as well you know what my favorite of them was not the Phoenix Wright games. I liked the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which are like the historical ones, which have like yeah. Phoenix's ancestor. Those were the best. <laughs> Quality of life is huge. Kelsey, is that the one with the like inexplicable murder? <laughs> yeah, the one where he dies by tripping over a cat. Yes. <laughs> Bestie crime. Spoilers, gosh. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> It happens about 17 <laughs> minutes into the game too. So if you don't get if you don't know what's going to happen. It's fine. Oh, this whole man. episode is going to be full of spoilers so this week. True. So yeah, I'm this not is a hard game to talk about, about without like spoiling anything. Yeah. So uh we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Shay, have you been playing anything recently? Um I've been fucking kicking ass on Far Cry 6. Because that game's not hard. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, sounded very <laughs> depressed the way you just said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, okay, so here's here's my issue with it, is that they fucking locked all of their budget into getting Giancarlo Esposito into the voice cast, yep. and then fucking had nothing else to make the game. So it kind of sucks. The, the protagonist has no personality at all. Like... Everybody in this game that you encounter is like, we only have one goal, and that's to make Libertad take over this entire island. And like, cool, but like, you have other aspects to your personality, right? And the answer is no. Yeah, but that's that's kind of an issue with Far Cry in general. Like, they gave Ajay some stuff to do, and and kind of like at least a a personality that that sort of meshed. I think the problem with Far Cry is that. When they made it so that you could you could choose your uh, choose a little bit more about what your player was, it made it less of a rigid 
thing that they could they could build a character from. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Because five was kind of the same way. Like the deputy and, uh, really didn't have much to do with that's the okay. Plot. Dan, Russell, cover your ears. Dan, <laughs> that's true. But there, what they did with the fucking deputy from five was so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that it completely turned it around for it for sure and my other big issue with far cry 6 specifically is that like in the other games the villains at least had like a person like a personality that would fucking carry the game kind of yeah anton castillo sucks and has no personality he's just voiced by a famous person yep it's uh it seems like a step in the wrong direction for the for the franchise but I don't know. You were having complaints with uh, how to access the DLC as well. Like, the whole thing seems kind of like a mess. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's quite cyberpunk levels of disaster, but... It's hard to <laughs> reach that certainly tr- specific certainly echelon. Certainly in that direction. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I keep getting articles about cyberpunk as well, about how much fun players are playing, and I'm trying to figure out who's paying who to get these articles published. <laughs> It's the fucking Elden Ring studio. Oh, dude. I, no, no. Um, <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Elden Ring for the last 48 hours, by the way. So. Man, I don't know if I've ever seen a larger circle jerk than video game publications reviewing Elden Ring. It's, well, at least this will get Lex and I to end our beef over Hades versus Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to squash it. It's just a type of game I'm not interested in. It does look like it's a little bit easier than other Souls games, if that helps. It doesn't, because I'm still going to die a bunch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if I ever get around to playing it. Like, it's just... I, I was talking about it last night with a friend, and I am I just don't really love the, the dodge, dodge, block, parry, dodge, block, parry kind of thing. Like, it's just not interesting yeah. to yeah. me. Um, yeah, the attack once every 15 minutes yeah, during yeah. boss fights. Fuck, yeah. No, I, I feel you. But, yeah, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play games recently uh, because I'm in the middle of a move and I'm doing six shows a week, which uh, update, we are getting some traction on our uh, Broken Gaming game night at the Mixed Nightclub. I'm very excited about how that's turning out. We're going to be doing Magic the Gathering tournaments as well. Like, we're, we're throwing everything at this. Ooh. Like, I, I'm, I'm really having a good time with it. But, so, yeah, if you guys happen to be in the area, uh, you can get the details on our Instagram account. But anyway, I've played one game and I'm going to save <laughs> everything I'm, I want to talk about that because I think I want to cover it for the show. I talked to you about it a little bit and I'm going to keep it a secret for now, but so suspenseful. <laughs> oh, no, it's it. So the game is a dungeon crawler slash capitalism simulator. And I fucking oh. love it. So that's all the information I'll give out for the moment. But we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, So I think it would behoove us to get right into it. And we will start, as we always start, with our short change history. Doki Doki Literature Club is a 2017 psychological horror visual novel game created and published by Team Salvato. This is, as of yet, the first and only game from Team Salvato, a small indie company headed up by Dan Salvato and a staff of less than 10 full-time employees. In fact, there were only three staff members listed as having worked on the original release for DDLC, Salvato himself, and two freelance artists, 
known as Satchley, who did the character art, and Valenquent, who did the background art. In June 2021, an expanded and updated version of the game, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, was released for consoles in conjunction with publisher Serenity Forge. Serenity Forge has spent the last decade developing and publishing interesting and experimental indie titles such as Pinstripe, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, and the subject of our last episode, Four-Sided Fantasy. The original version of the game was released for PC and Macs and is available free for download from the game's website, and DDLC Plus is available for Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam. So, Kelsey, as the guest, I'm going to put it to you to tell us a little bit about what this game is. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure, I can do that. So, this game has you playing as a kind of mostly faceless protagonist, and it's basically the story of your best friend, Sayori, getting you to join this literature club at the high school that you both go to. And as you sort of get to know the other characters, you get the chance, like the other people in the club, um, you get the chance to build bonds with them, I guess, would be the way to put it. Or like you can pick certain ways of like impressing them or making them want to get to know you more. And then the game takes just the most horrifying left turn out of that. Um, if you were like, wow, that sounds nice and fun. Um, it's not for very long. It's not. Um, uh, something really very terrible happens to one of the people in the club. And then at that point, the game becomes more of an exploration of like what it means to be a person, what it means to be in a game, what reality means, all of that stuff. Um, it's a very complicated experience. I don't know. I feel like I didn't really go into a lot of detail, but that's... A good, no, that's perfect. Yeah, it's a good high-level overview, I think. We are going to get very, very spoilery. Yeah. So we'll put in a timestamp when when we get out of the spoiler territory, but yeah, uh, this game is fucking wild. Yeah, this game is fucked up. <laughs> it's really dark. <Yeah. laughs> it's really sad and dark, and I was fucked up over it. Wow. Okay, wait, let's first get the the dating simulator stuff out of the way. Who did you all pick? Who did we all pick? All of us. I think we all went the same way. Again, oh I had uh, <laughs> I had Kit I had Kit play this. I uh, watched her play it. So you're a sadist is what you're saying. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Uh, inflicting this on so many people. <laughs> that's true. I roped 3 people into this fucking nightmare. Uh, mm. And now a whole podcast audience. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all made the same decisions. I think everybody went and and I I almost feel like it feels like the default move. Mm. Because Yuri is kind of the most immediately sympathetic and easiest to gravitate towards. And plus, the way you try to impress these girls or try to get closer to these girls is through picking 20 random words. Well, they're, not, ran- they're not random, though. I mean, not no. There, there's structure to them, but yeah, the assortment don't really have much to do with each other. Yeah, like it's not like you pick twenty words that make a sentence or something like that. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Right. It's it's not full Mad Libs because you don't even get to read the poems that you write. Like it's all mm. implied, and by by choosing certain types of words that are more likely to, I guess, attract one of the three or at that point, three girls, uh, either Sayori, Natsuki, or Yuri, that's how you get closer and closer to that particular person. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I think we all made those same decisions because they're also just better words to start. Like you're not picking like sunny, cheery, cute. It's, you know, more complicated and interesting words like eternity and existentialism. Bad examples, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean. So yeah, it's Shay. So you, you made these same choices, right? Like you, you went Yuri as well. Yeah. Okay. So we all then got to experience the same first. Got got ending. to is not how I would phrase it. No, we all had we all we, we all, all had, had the experience. immense pleasure. Of <laughs> we all had to suffer through the same thing. I'll tell you this: Yuri was apparently so my type that my husband came out like while I was about maybe halfway through the first part of the game and was like, "Oh my god, I know which one you picked!" Like immediately, <laughs> immediately. Um, which is weird. I'm usually like a bestie kind of person. I like you know like a friend connection, but for I don't know, man. Yuri got me good. It's because you're thinking of the Yuri from Fire. Honestly, I wrote in my notes. I wrote in my notes. <laughs> I wrote, oh my god, a Yuri. I have already married a video game <laughs> Yuri. So, yeah, maybe that that helped, god. I'm sure. That was a note from uh. Kit as well. Like, there's always a fucking Yuri. Oh, really? Apparently. Yuri on ice, baby. Yuri on ice, yeah. oh my god, I didn't even think. I was, like, probably thinking of that, because I've seen that show, too. There you go. I did, I, yeah, I married Yuri Von Fire Emblem too distinct times so problematic (laughs) (laughs) behavior (laughs) listen (laughs) uh okay fun part of the conversation is close drawing to a close well yeah i'll i'll pull that proverbial trigger so sure oh come on she didn't pull a trigger though it's okay it's all right yeah (laughs) so based on the choices that you make and who you favor uh Another one of the girls ends up dying somehow. One kind of doesn't die technically, but what was what was the first point in which you guys realized that there was something wrong? Uh, like the first fucking time I talked to her, to uh, Sayuri. I was like, this girl's going to die at the end of this. Well, but that's based on decision. So like, if you favor <gasps> Sayuri. Wait, really? She wouldn't have to die necessarily in all the playthroughs? The order changes. Oh my god! Yeah. Right. So there are. I th- oh fuck! Well, I gotta me. replay I th- then. I don't want that. Girl- <clears throat> I like that girl. I would rather see the other girls, like Natsuki, maybe. Goodbye. Sorry. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the dance about to say that she's the one that doesn't really die. Yeah. Um, well, she's kind of. Tech- well. Yeah. Okay. We're 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 kind of. This is hard to say in a linear linear structure because yeah. of the fact that, like, it is a branching storyline. There is differences in the order at which things happen. Like, if you were to favor Natsuki right off the bat, I think it also means Sayuri dies first. Are you fucking kidding me right now? If I was besties with my bestie, she would be a lot. Like, fucking Christ, that is, like, real heavy shit. Yes, intentionally so man i should have just uh, picked her yeah. i should have gone with my gut uh, i knew i should have i'm a bestie girl i like besties like i'm a bestie girl damn but I'm it's important bummed. to know and here's where we're getting into like the real spoiler territory mm. none of these girls are in control of their own actions yeah to say the least sayori natsuki and yuri do not have control of what's going on there is a person pulling the strings the entire game and that would be monica 
Monica, yeah. as yeah. a character, is self-aware. She knows yep. that she's in a video game. She knows that there's a difference between the player character and the player. So much so that, based on these decisions, when you restart the game after one of the girls meets their end, their programming is deleted from the game. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, that was almost more brutal. Yes. No, I agree. I was like, oh, I miss her. <laughs> than walking into Sayori's room. Like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, just the random, like, wingdings ass font stuff, and then yeah. it just kind of... All of her lines are just gibberish then when you right. restart the game. Yep. And then it does, like a, like, a flash, and I always walk to school by myself, yada, yada. But again, that's after that specific series of events, that specific ending. Right, well, as now I'm like, I want to play it over again, because I don't, like, I was really upset when she, like... The way that she died was very upsetting. Obviously, it would be so sad to lose your best friend in real life. Like, I couldn't even imagine. So, like, now I want to go back and redo it. Because I, you know, the other girls are just, like, girls at my school or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I should have right. just picked her. Ugh. <laughs> Yuri, get out of here. No more Yuris. I'm swearing <laughs> off of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, the the way that each one dies doesn't change. Like, Sayuri will always hang herself. Yuri will always accidentally stab herself with one of her ridiculous ornate knives. And Natsuki will always glitch out. Like, that's that's what happens regardless of the order at which you choose things. Okay. So... All to okay. reveal that Monica right. had been doing this the whole time. There are a couple, like, hard canonical endings. One of which is you overcome the programming of Monica and delete her from the game thereby restoring Sayori, Natsuki, and Yuri. Yeah, I did not Monica get that now ending. part of this. Right. But then, so like, there's not necessarily, in my opinion, a, a happy quote-unquote ending at any point in time, because once Monica is deleted, Sayori kind of starts becoming that type of character mm. in an additional playthrough. And Monica actually speaks to you as a, like an out-of-body vocal projection thing that Sayori needs to be deleted as well so like the main resolution for this entire experience is don't play this anymore like there's yeah. no good way <laughs> for this to go yeah it really is like and it it makes you want to very much like it really pushes you to never want to play this game again I'm addicted to 100% in games so I'm sure I'll play this again but like ugh yeah it, it is also the kind of game where like you kind of do have to look up yeah how to get all the different endings yeah like i think there's nine basic endings and then two or three additional oh my like God. final final endings so i think it's 11 or 12 in total uh that that bring you back to like the main menu screen yeah so yeah <laughs> the i mean the jarring thing about this and in every trailer you watch for the game, it's it's a very intentional move on Team Salvato's part. The packaging for all of this, like the the way that this is wrapped up and presented to you, is just a cutesy visual novel, like almost dating sim type of thing. But it's supposed to catch you off guard. However, there are three or four different times that they confirm with you, like this is not what this is. This yeah. is going to be fucked up. Do you consent to what we're about to do to you? Which is very fascinating. 
like we were talking just before the podcast started about like them specifically mentioning that all of the girls uh, depicted in the game are over the age of 18 which is not something normally necessary in the these types of of games well i feel like it should be though honestly like i a lot of the like anime stuff like they they treat high schoolers so undignified i'm like come on so i did i like didn't like it but i did at this like i don't know I, it's it's also made to look like a japanese game even though dance up yes. is i believe american like it's it's like a yes. parody of that type of thing and yeah uh, but yeah, like the fruits basket y sort of. Uh, oh my gosh, fruits basket! Yeah, you're welcome. Um, no, I've I have seen that. I have. I oh my yeah, gosh. it's actually not bad, but uh, <laughs> not really. It's I'll not my it. flavor of of entertainment. So how how many endings did each of you get in total? One baby. I was shot. <laughs> I was shot after that. I had to take a break. Okay. All right. So, you, <laughs> but you you did restart it. At least to see. I did. Like, I went back to the menu and I was like, wait, what's going on? I better see what's happening. And so I started a new game and then I was like, my girl is gone now from the game. And then I fucking erased all of my first run data. Oh, okay. So, so when I do this again, it'll be from scratch. Uh Okay. Because if you try to load previous saves, it, it comes up as corrupted. Yeah. Well, they're gone. Uh, in my, when I went to load a game, they were gone. Okay. Um, additionally, I like looked up, like, so there's like a help option on the menu and I like clicked it and it opens a tab in your browser. They have instructions for wiping your first run data because they know how fucked up you're going to be at the end of it. Well, there's probably also like, based on my experience playing the game, I bet there's a different experience if you're playing on like a fresh file after you've played it first time versus like an existing file if that I makes any sense. believe so and and the original PC version you had to actually go into game files to alter yes. things whereas for consoles because uh, Kelsey you played this for switch right I did I did All right. I played, the I played it on version. PlayStation and Shay played it on PC so this is also oh. the first time in the podcast's history that all three people including the guests all played on different things so I was kind of curious about what little differences Shay, did you play Plus or the regular one? Uh, I think the regular one. All right. Damn. No, that's that's, that's fine. They just is it? Well, just, what's the difference? Just in terms of like, I don't quite understand. Just some flavor stuff for the most part. Yeah. Well, and Aaron was telling me earlier that like the way that you had to mess with the files to get at the certain things that you may want to do in the game was different for the non-plus versus plus version. Yeah. I didn't Google anything for this game, which is, like, amazing for me. I usually Google everything, like, all the time if I don't care about spoiling myself. But I was like, no, I want to save it. Like, I want to, I don't want to. I think they streamlined it a little bit for Plus just because it was kind of ambiguous what you needed to do. Mm, mm. Like, getting toward the end where it was just you and Monica. That is, like, very intense. Like, (laughs) I've probably spent probably ten minutes (laughs) in that, like, long, like, the scene that could potentially go forever. I probably spent ten minutes in that being like, what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Because then, for for Switch specifically, how how was that part resolved? Like, deleting Um, Monica? You have to go into, there's like a, 
There's like a mock OS that they have wrapped around the game itself that then you can go yeah. into like the files and you can there's like a character file and you can delete her from there. But that took me a stupidly long time to figure out. Like I, I'm not very good at that kind of stuff. So I was just like, well, I'm sure it'll resolve itself if I just keep going. Like I have to get to the end eventually. And then all of a sudden Aaron was like, why don't you go to the menu? <laughs> I was like, oh, you can do that. Like, so yeah, that's how you do it. You go to the OS. So yeah, it is. It is streamlined in that sense mm-hmm. then. At least a little bit, because genuinely right. you have to pull up the f- actual files for the game and alter them. Like, on a console, that would be, like, next to impossible, impossible. I think, unless yeah. you were, yeah, jailbroken or something. I don't know. Yep. So that's, uh, that's a thing. Yep. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested in this as a video game experiment. Like, I like things that, that try something very different. And, again, Monica is so self-aware that... She knows how long you've played, how many times you've played, whether or not you played straight through, or if you stopped and turned it off, played a different game. Like, that's all tracked by the game itself, but presented as as being tracked by Monica. Right, it's like a psychomantis situation. Yeah, very much so. Or like with Toby Fox in the way that that he kind of built Undertale to register what things have been done in previous playthroughs and things like that like it's i i really like developers and and teams that think about these things in a way that a lot of the times AAA games don't but i think uh i think we can move past the actual story aspect of this and if you guys are ready we can get into our pros and cons for doki doki i'm ready i even wrote some down perfect always the most prepared guest we have because <laughs> i'll forget otherwise that's fair. Well, do you want to kick us off, Kelsey? What what pros and cons do you have? Okay. Um. So one pro, I really like the music. I think Shay and I were talking about this a little bit. I I don't know if it was in the text chat or the group chat, but we were talking about this, especially like the poetry mini game where you're picking the words. It's really good music. Very like atmospheric kind of thing. Yeah. And it's great how they alter them for each character. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. Really good. Um, another thing I liked was that it wasn't like a conventional like dating simulator kind of game. Um, I haven't really played one of those and I didn't really want to and I certainly did not get that experience this time. So that was good. Um, I think in terms of cons, I don't know. I mean, this is probably obvious, but this is a super depressing game. Like it's Oh, really it's a very bummer. upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, it's upsetting. It's sad. I will say this, like it does warn you at the beginning. It's basically like, are you fucking sure about this? Like, are you 100% sure? Um, so I don't think they don't prepare you for it, but it's just like, it is very sad. And when you're done, you're like, mm. at least with the ending I got, I was kind of like, I don't feel that good about this. So that would be the overall con. <laughs> Huge con, but <laughs> like that's the one I came up with because I was like, what else is there to say? What about you, Shay? I mean, yeah, like Kelsey said, the obvious con for me is that it's, like, horribly depressing. But I guess that's a pro in that it feels, like, viscerally real. You know what I mean? Yeah. They definitely achieved the intended goal to, like, fuck with you as the player. Yeah. Um, Which, that's that's exactly what you want from a psychological horror experience. It's not... Because there are some jump scares and there are some, like, cheap things like that but it for the most part the goal is to fuck with you yeah mm. not just the the character yeah i didn't love 
the text chain where it was like directly blaming me for like <laughs> almost telling me exactly what steps I could have taken to prevent this from happening. So yeah, that was yeah. that was rough. Yeah. I uh I am to put it nicely fatigued by this game. So I don't really have <laughs> anything else. <laughs> pros and no cons pros. Wise. It's not that I don't have pros and cons, it's just that I'm like I don't know, deeply affected by this game. Out. Yeah. It burns you out for real. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess the uh relationship building uh, is is very very real uh going hand in hand with that like visceralness um yeah mm-hmm. so like the the good bits are the same intensity as the bad bits so i guess i guess that's the pro that i have for this game <laughs> yeah the writing overall is very effective for better or worse generally worse generally worse <laughs> yeah like i said i don't have a whole lot to add uh pros and cons wise you guys kind of both hit everything right on the head as far as how i'm feeling dan did you have a different experience um watching this misery unfold like have you played it before you had kit play it well kit started it after you guys were already talking about it and since i had experienced it previously i kind of knew what the story beats were going to be what what i found interesting about kit's playthrough and because she's at work right now and can't defend herself she (laughs) immediately jumped into another game like was so like what the fuck is going on that she had to go right back and and see what was going on which i mean i took a break the first time because i also didn't really understand what the whole thing was without explaining it to her she was like why is that character glitched out on the screen now what's going on and then immediately started a new game which I, that was interesting to me. I definitely, like, at that point, I was like, wait, I have to go back and fix whatever I, d- I am very, okay, so playing Ace Attorney prepped me for this in the sense that in Ace Attorney, <laughs> you save in before Ace Attorney, every decision. Bef- you save before you do any decision ever. If the judge looks like he's about to ask you a question, save immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and so I was like, oh, I have to go back and fix from my save point what happened, and that was the only reason I think that I, like, continued with the game at that point, because I was like, oh no, if I pick a different choice, or, like, if I do a different thing, like, maybe the outcome will be different, and that put me onto the path to, like, the rest of the game, basically. Right. So I feel like if I hadn't had that impulse, I probably would have been like you, Dan, where I was like, okay, well... (laughs) That sucked. I need to take a break. But thank you, Ace Attorney, for your guidance in this situation. <laughs> Leading like me I said, to the path. <laughs> that's exactly why you were chosen. I knew what I, I was doing. I cannot think of two more dissimilar games than Ace in in every ex, in every way except for the method of gameplay than this game in Ace Attorney. <laughs> like, I cannot, cannot think of two different experiences. But like, yeah, I I I agree. I would have taken a break if I hadn't been so like, oh, I can fix it. Like I could pick something different and make a different decision and change the outcome, which I don't think at the save point that I had, I don't think that I could have is my, my thought, but I don't know. Right. And those are two like different impulses as well, right? which that alone is kind of a cool aspect of this, like restarting it because you're like, oh no, I fucked up versus why is this happening are are like that's actually kind of cool 
Yeah, it's like tells you more about yourself than it does about like the game or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. It's kind of the same as I mean, really like all those like games, I mean, c- sorry to bring this up, but like Fire Emblem's kind of the same in the sense that you do have to pick somebody at the end of the game who you want to like S rank or whatever, and it kind of tells you more about yourself like that part of the game than anything else because there's no merit to it like you don't become a better unit or become a better like you don't get a better military because of it it's just like for fun and it kind of is like the theme in all of this kind of game where you have to like choose one option or the other it like it's a mirror to yourself of you know what what do i want to do or like who am i as a person like what do i what am i drawn towards that kind of thing absolutely yeah i agree all right we ready to uh to rank this thing let's do it yeah I suppose Why am I so. answering? I'm not the host of this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Who cares what I think? I'm the guest. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's go. Does it work? Yes. Uh, from a programming standpoint, this works great. Um, it does everything it intends to do. Brutally destroys your mental health. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's it's a full point for me. I have no complaints as far as how the game is structured gameplay wise i mean there are some boring parts to it and it's you know if you're not a reader uh <laughs> i i could see how that would be an issue but yeah i mean because there's there's only one actual speaking part in the whole game and it's not until four playthroughs in that you even experience that um everything else is done just through through basic text boxes so uh yeah no Full point. Kelsey? Yeah, I'll give it a full point, too. Um, there's hardly any gameplay, so it's kind of hard to take a point away from this. Right. Yeah. That's... Which is fine. I mean, it's it's the type of game that it is. So, like, it's uh, that's not a critique. It's just, like, yeah. If what they do, they do well enough. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's a visual novel. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... Yep. That's not really mm-hmm. the focus of the, the game. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. Also a full point. Uh, is it engaging? I have to say it's got to be a full point. I mean, yes, it's possible that you could just play through this the one time, go, fuck this, I don't even know what this was, and walk away from it. But you're still going to be affected by it. And so in terms of engagement, I think that's what they're going for. Like, they're not going for interesting gameplay. They're not going for a challenging experience. It is just about how it comes across and affects the player itself and even with a single playthrough i i can't personally see how you wouldn't at least take something from it even if it's just being disturbed this is a good reason as to why we changed what this point reflected at from (laughs) is it fun because it's not fucking fun to no you know but like from a storytelling perspective interesting yeah, I think I give it like a half point. Oh, I I agree with Dan's points, but I also was so repulsed by this game the first time I played it. It's a really difficult game, not in the sense of gameplay, but obviously, but like in the sense of the subject matter. I feel like it's very easy to be completely r- repelled by this game. So I would, yeah, I would give it like a half point. If you like it, you're gonna really like it, and if you don't like it, you're gonna like back up from it forever and never come back yeah kind of actually b- before shay does their point for this just a quick question do you think they did an adequate job preparing you like with all the trick content warnings with everything like ahead of time because again if there's at least three 
that you have to click and you have to click OK for one of them. Yeah, my opinion is yes. And especially because I didn't choose this, but at least on the Switch version, there's an option where you can pick like content warnings that have spoilers in them. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. I regretted that a lot. But like... I, there is an option where you can get more specific. So if you're like, well, violence doesn't bother me too much, but like specific kinds of violence bother me, like it's it's definitely an option for you. So yeah. I think they warn you adequately. It's just, I also think that like, <laughs> like me, there's probably some people out there who will be like, mm, I'm probably okay with this. And then be like, mm, I don't know if I am really. And people who are maybe more affected than, it, than I am or more affected by it than I am would repulse completely, I think. Um, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I th- I do think they do a good job of warning you, like, as good as, as they can. And I'm sure if I picked those content warnings, it probably would have been even more helpful, I guess, in terms of, like, navigating how I went through the game. Right. All right, Jake, go ahead. I'm in a bit of a dilemma here, because my thought is that this game goes, like, t- is too engaging. Hmm. Okay. Um, Interesting. Like... I had a physical reaction when you when my character walked into Sayori's room. You know, like me right. as me as a person. Yeah. Unrelated to the game, you know, because yep. like, or I guess related directly to the game. Like I had spent this time, <laughs> you know, part of it's my own fucking fault for every time I play a game building a fucking headcanon. <laughs> myself but like i had you know i had uh a like relationship with sayori you know what i mean and it wasn't with her it was like with a person who i knew who was kind of like that you know what i mean like who Mm, i knew in, in high school and i see you know so I think I'm going to not give it a point here because it goes, it's too, too engaging. Well, and that's like, I was thinking about that earlier because like the last game we played, you know, What Remains of Edith Finch, I was like, that has really heavy themes too, but I did not feel at all the way that I felt like playing this game when I played that game. Like this game is pretty... Uh, like, I don't want to, like, put words in the developer's mouth or anything, but it's so much more, like, shock value, even though it covers, like, a lot of the same kind of, like, or similar heavy themes in some ways, not in every way. Well, but I think, I I think maybe like, the I difference just... between this game and Edith Finch is that Edith Finch's uh, handling of, of the same kind of content was a little bit more um, meta- yes. not metaphorical, it was... but, like... It was, it was just reserved, and... and... And you're right to an extent with the metaphorical piece. Like Ab- the, more abstract. Yes, I like a hundred percent. But this is like yeah. this is direct. Like you see yeah. all of the content. Yep. Warning stuff. Yep. Yep. You know? yep. yep. So I think that 100%. that's the difference between yeah Edith Finch and Doki yeah. Doki. I think that's why Edith Finch gets like a full point for me on this point, while this game gets maybe like a half because I'm like, oh, like I think someone who's probably like more sensitive to this type of subject matter than I am could probably still get through Edith Finch and have a really pretty good time with it. But I think that there's like a wider spectrum of people who probably wouldn't really get into this game because it is yeah, like more shocking, which is not a bad thing inherently, just like a different way of doing things. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Does it look good? It's fine. It does a good job parodying what it's trying to parody. 
I have no complaints. It's it's nothing super special, but all the artwork done by those two freelance artists looks good. So I have no problem giving this a full point. Kelsey? Uh, yeah, I gave it a point too. Um, Yuri's outfit where you go to her house for the weekend where she's wearing a turtleneck is so cute. I thought I would give it a point for that alone if that was the only image in the game. So, yep, looks fine. It's like a very particular art style. It's very like anime looking. So if you don't like that, you probably won't like how this game looks. But like as that style, it looks totally fine. Totally an objection. Yeah, it's definitely taste based, I think. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, I'm also gonna give it a point here. One thing I did want to point out um, is that, like, you know, in a lot of these anime style games, especially with like high school girls, the outfits that they're wearing are just fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And yep. it was not like, for example, a turtleneck would never be found in any other game with this style. Um, and I appreciated that they weren't, like, going yeah. out of their way to, like, undress these teenagers. Yes, yeah. no, that Yuri and... did, wasn't wearing, like, the deepest V ever known to man when you go to her house or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, it was so, I was right. like, you look cute, but you also don't look, like, frightening. Where I'm like, should I be alarmed <laughs> or, like, I'm leaving? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing in this that's overtly sexual uh other than the mention of like well the physiological change of the one character when you join the club there was like which was kind of a throwaway line almost yeah and also not something you had to experience if you progress a little bit further there are some lines like that are more sexual but they kind of like don't feel out of the realm of possibility for high schoolers to be like talking about kind of normally so i'm kind of okay with it like i don't think it's that weird to be like yeah high schoolers talk about sex and they have sex or whatever but like just the anime stuff with high schoolers sometimes gets a little like out of control so yeah i did appreciate that they sort of reined it in somewhat (laughs) yeah there's no unnecessary upskirt shots or anything like that like in, in a lot of that type of thing and there's no like beach episode in the middle of the game that oh makes no sense my or god anything. oh my god I, I could write a whole dissertation on the beach episode there's or no freaking hot springs episode hot springs or... that's what i was gonna say oh my god and even the guys are not immune to the hot springs ones i'm like this is gross like it's disgusting. yeah it's even the so sports prevalent ones have those it's so horrible i'm like oh i don't want to it's so Ugh. bizarre yeah, um, it's bad. Anyway, let's, it's fine. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, it's, it's not even... Okay, I will say this, because I don't want us to come across as... Uh, don't worry, I'm cutting fucking all of this. <laughs> well, I, don't <laughs> want us to come, I don't want us to come across as, like, too crazy about it, because, like, Euphoria or whatever is doing the exact same thing. They just cast older people, but they're pretending to be high schoolers. So, like, it's equally weird in its own terrible way. So, just wanted to put that out there. I don't think this is, like... Anime has its own set of problems with this, but it is not an anime problem to be sexualizing high schoolers. It's everywhere, period. Leave high schoolers alone. That's my take. Is there replayability? Inherently. Uh-huh. And I, I, I guess this is on the player. Like, if however your first run ends, like, if that's... If you get such a reaction that you're like, fuck this, I'm never touching this again, and deleting it from your hard drive immediately, then... I get that, but the game is designed to be played multiple times um, in order to, to get the full experience if, if you're down to do that, as it were. So I, I think 
I'm teetering on a half point just because of what this kind of does to you as a player psychologically. But I think by design, it, it has to be a full point for me. Kelsey? Yeah, I think I'm going a full point also, even though I definitely needed a break. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time that I needed a break, like I was like, but I will come back to this. Like I definitely wanted to see if I could change anything or if there's anything different I could do. And also like just this is a me thing, not a game thing in general, but like knowing that there was like art that I didn't unlock or whatever. I was like, well, I have to play it again to get all the art and unlock all that garbage. So like... For me, there is inherent replayability because there's collectible bullshit, but like or unlockable bullshit. But like, I think by design, yes, also replayability, like Dan said. So yeah, full point for me. Can you imagine how long it would take Kelsey to, like, how much it would ruin Kelsey to get all of the Riddler trophies in the Arkham games? Oh, oh I, I wouldn't God. even fuck. I wouldn't even fucking open that game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Hades, I started playing Hades the other day because Lex and I have been fighting over it for a while now. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll try it. I got that almanac and was like, I'm going to put 60 hours into this stupid yep. game. <laughs> no question. I'm I'm getting all that shit. All of it. God. Anyway, I'm an unlockable junkie for sure. <laughs> I'm also going to give it a point um, reluctantly because... Yes, there is replayability inherently. I am just not ready for it yet. Mm. Um. Okay, is there a story? Easy point. It's all yeah. story. Yeah. Visual yeah, novel. That's ba- yeah, that's all there is. <laughs> point for me too. I'm at a perfect five right now, and I did not expect that. I. Uh, hmm. All right, let's get to this last one because I I'm I'm still teetering. All right. Is it worth the cost? So this retails for the the Doki Doki Literature Club Plus version for fifteen dollars. Uh, so I'm basing my choice on that, not the free version. Um, although there is the free version, which honestly the experience itself doesn't differ that dramatically. So if this is a game that interests you, you can download this directly from their website for for your PC or Mac. But at the fifteen dollar. I think someone else go first. I, I I might need to be talked into this one. All right. I'm locked and loaded on this one. So based on the $15, I'm going to give it a one. Okay. Um, can we do zero on this one, actually? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Zero points. Zero okay. points on $50 because I think your $50 is better spent saving for therapy than playing this game. <laughs> what kind of therapy can you get for $15? Because yeah, that... I'm extremely interested. <laughs> Saving for therapy, Dan. This isn't going to cover anything. But... Fuck. All right. <laughs> if you have a really good copay, this could really... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're like the VA program or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Kelsey? Uh, I gave it a two. Two is what I have in my notes. Like... I, I, okay, I, I said at the beginning, I played five different, five different Ace Attorney games, which have, I'm not kidding, less gameplay even than this game. Like, there is nothing. You press the A button millions of times, <laughs> probably. My Switch is probably worn out that she's like, stop, stop it. I've had enough of the A button. But, like, I still 
feel like I got more out of those games than like I put into them like monetarily, if that makes sense. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like this one is not bad. Like I like a weird game. Honestly, I really do. I like weird stuff. I watch weird movies all the time. I watch weird TV shows like Jughead. I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. Don't you ever wonder why I wear this hat all the time? <laughs> that kind of thing. I, like, I like weird games and weird movies and stuff. And so for me, that was enough to bump this up to a two. Whereas if I wasn't like the kind of person who likes weird, like interesting experimental stuff, I don't feel like I would have probably thought this was worth the amount that I paid for it. I don't know. I'm actually, I'm actually changing my mind based on Kelsey's argument there. Did the Jughead impersonation convince you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a very, a very capable visual novel and it, makes you feel which is not a thing that i like to do personally but uh (laughs) it it is exactly what the developers went went out of their way to do um that should be the tagline for the show i don't like to feel (laughs) mortifying ordeal of picking a girl (laughs) well i mean that's kind of the issue isn't it sure the mortifying ordeal of having picked yuri and knowing yeah. what happens because of yep. that, you know? Yeah, it's um, like your actions have consequences, girl. Gaze and that's it. not why I play fucking games. Anyway, <laughs> um, I guess a three. I'm going to go a three on this instead. Wow, that's even okay. higher than I that's, thought. That's crazy. That's a huge jump. I'm, I, think, I think I'm at a three as well. I, I do like the experimental aspect of, of games like this. I do appreciate somebody who tries something so much different and kind of subverts what... The expectation is for what the packaging is. So to take this tried and true dating sim, you know, visual novel type, and completely change what it's supposed to do and what it's supposed to mean, and and just the interesting aspect of of how you resolve things, because we're kind of out of the spoiler portion of this. I think with all of that, I'm I'm sitting at a three as well. I think you're just fine playing the free version. I think if anything that we've talked about interests you go ahead and try the free one i don't know that plus other than the additional art aspects other than you know the collectability portion of this i don't i don't know that the paid version is that necessary there is a little bit of flavor you learn a little bit more about the girls and stuff like that and plus but oh stop i don't want to (laughs) yeah personal connection Mm. you don't want to know you don't want to know what their favorite ice cream flavor is Uh, yeah uh. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so based on all that, I think I'm at a three. So that's going to put our final scores today at eight points from me, 6.5 points from Kelsey, and seven points from Shay. So we're not terribly far off of each other here in terms of score. It is a game that, technically speaking, based on our rating system, we recommend. But mm. it it probably has the biggest caveat of any game that we've played in that this is not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Take those content warnings at the beginning of the game very, very seriously. Yeah, yeah and if honestly, if this stuff bothers you, take the fifteen dollars and buy the great, like the Return of the Oprah Din or whatever on Switch. I'm sure that's fifteen dollars at this point. If it's, it's twenty, that's why we have. Oh my god, Jesus yet, fucking yeah, Jesus Christ! Well, put it to put it in your savings account and save those five dollars in interest, and then buy the Oprah Din, <laughs> which is also about death. What and is your things. interest rate? <laughs> <laughs> no, pathetic. I would never ever be able to save five dollars off of fifteen in my bank, my savings. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
<laughs> give it to your mom, and then maybe she'll give you $5 for Christmas when she returns it to you and buy Return of the Oprah Dead. <laughs> Normally at this point in the episode is where I ask uh, Shannon or guests if they want to play a game, but unfortunately I am moving, so I have not prepared a quiz for today. I do apologize. So I guess we're going to have to wrap this thing up early. Uh, that's okay, Dan, because I have a question for the two of you. What? Hey, Dan. Hey, fuck? Kelsey. Do you want to play a game? <gasps> Split the the three of us into two teams where one of us is the monster and the other two are trying to kill him in the middle of a house that's breaking around us. I would love to play a game. That would be Betrayal at House on the Hill. If you haven't played it, you should try it. <laughs> it's game a really fucking good board game. Rules. That game slaps, I love that game so much. Slaps ass. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the fact that I could summarize that in a recognizable format, wow, on the spot, too. <laughs> I knew exactly Wait. what you were talking about as soon as you started. I love it. Uh, I love it. It's so good. I'm happy. Okay, let's go. All right. There have been hundreds of games made based on beloved manga and anime series, including Jesus Death Note, Christ. Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Naruto. However, there are hundreds more games that I would say are, quote, loosely based on their manga or anime counterparts. Whether it be a developer trying to capitalize on fame in the States or a cheap mobile game pushed out as an additional form of media for rabid fans to consume, many, many games have been made using a property's title without the original author's explicit involvement. Today, we'll be playing a game called Cite Your Sources, where your job is to tell me if the following games used the author of the original source material to create or develop the game's story. I gasped. This sounds so difficult. <laughs> We are fucked. <laughs> We're fucked, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I hope you include. I hope you included Jujutsu Kaisen Mobile P Shadow Parade or whatever the fuck their gotcha game is. So, let's go. So I have six games uh, and then a bonus game for a total of seven points on the table. We'll start with Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. The 1993 side-scrolling beat-em-up was released exclusively in Japan until the following year when, of all places, France received an SNES release. After mixed reviews from critics and a slightly warmer response from consumers, the game received a sequel, again released exclusively in Japan a mere five months later. Huh. Five months? <laughs> was was five, manga five, author... Wait, wait, wait. Five months after the Japanese release or after the French release? The Japanese release. Five Jesus months. Christ. I yeah. already feel like the author could not have been involved because they would have been too fucking busy to get on that train. That's well, my I'm, take. I'm not asking I'm not asking about the sequel. I'm asking about Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. Which was uh, the maybe first there's like a difference game to come out in the five months. Interesting. I'm hmm. Based on the specificity, I have no, I have then no fucking hints for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great. Love it. I guess because it's a yes or no answer, honestly. I can tell you the name of the original author if that would help. It will no, not, not at all. Uh... <laughs> I can picture her in my mind because I've seen a picture of her before. Um, the author of Sailor Moon. Kelsey, I feel like because of the specificity of not asking about the second one. Yeah. I think it's a yes. I know. Well, I really wanted to say no, because again, the five-month timeline, that's crazy. Like, some of these authors are, like, busy as fuck. Like, wouldn't have time. But yeah, because you're not asking about the second one, now I want to flip and say yes. So final answer is yes? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, that's correct. Yeah! Woo! Good work, Dan! The team that developed the game was lifted directly from the team that created the anime, including series creator and manga author Naoki Takeuchi. However, while the sequel was again made by the anime's team, Naoki Takeuchi was not the executive in charge of the second game. Wow. Okay. Because it came out five fucking months later. That's that is fu- How do you even build a game around. in five fucking months? Like, what was it? <laughs> You keep the oh framework and you just change some assets, I imagine. Literally like a McDonald's ass. They didn't do a heaven over eyes treatment. Yeah, no. There was a, a <laughs> Japanese-only release of a, a Sailor Moon RPG, like a turn-based RPG, that's actually really good. I had it on an emulator cute. when I was in like high school. It was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I was hoping that's I the one we were talking Sailor about. Mary. I had no idea there was a side-scrolling beat-em-up, but that's cool. <laughs> oh my god, there's... Dan, in researching this, this was... There's like 45 Sailor Moon games. Oh my god. I didn't wow. even know there was any at all. That's... Yeah. Which is crazy yeah. to think Tons. about, like, that I thought that, because she's a very natural fit, but whatever. All right, you ready? Yep. Oh yeah. Next, Cowboy Bebop Serenade Reminiscence. An action beat-em-up that featured an original story set in the Cowboy Bebop universe, 2005's Cowboy Bebop Serenade of Reminiscence followed the abysmal performance of the original 1998 <laughs> Cowboy Bebop game, a flight sim that did not utilize the then-groundbreaking dual-stick controls of the PlayStation. A flight sim? Is that what you said the original Cowboy <laughs> Bebop was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my God. The original God. Cowboy Bebop game was a flight sim. Did they really uh, think that people very heavily after Star Fox? Did they fucking think that people were watching Cowboy Bebop because they loved the flying? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! You didn't have you a poster imagine... of the Stingray on your wall growing Literally, up. Literally, <laughs> no. Hey, <laughs> um, I I don't know why. And Dan, I'd be curious to hear what you think, but I th- I think I just love Cowboy Bebop so much that any like story driven game of it, I want to be like, I'm sure the author was involved, but I don't really. Know I, I'm a huge Bebop fan. Uh, yeah, I definitely signed it. the petition to get the live action a second season. Um, <laughs> oh wow, you are a fan. I thought it was way because I thought it was way better than people gave it credit for. Dan, I kind of agree with you. I there was things I liked about it for sure. I never went back to it. Like I watched probably three or four episodes, but I want to go back. I like parts of it, for sure. Anyway, I want to say yes because I want the author to be involved. I'm, Dan, let I'm, me, what do you think? I'm saying no for this because I know how little the creator has been involved with certain other extraneous mm. projects in the past. So I think this is probably a no. Okay. Like, the fact that he was involved at all with the live-action series was kind of like a shock to some fans. So I, oh. I don't think... Okay, well, I would defer to Dan because I don't like. I definitely am not knowledgeable about the author. I would defer to Dan, so I'll say no too. So no is the final answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is incorrect. Oh wow. no! After I'm the, so happy to be after wrong. After the though. terrible performance of the original Cowboy Bebop game, the four series creators, collectively billed as Hajime Yatate, were heavily involved with the creation of the 2005 version. And I while they didn't that. save the video game franchise, they did reinforce the idea that the original source material would become a golden goose in adaptation history. Yep. Yep. Okay. That is so Fair true. Enough. I love that. I'm I'm happy to be wrong because I was really that, no I'm that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Like, so I assume they weren't involved with the flight sim no. because I don't know what they, <laughs> they would have done. No, Can't all right, imagine. all right. I'm, I'm trying to piece together flight Shay's simulator. logic for for the structure of this. Like, this is 
as the person that makes all the quizzes, like, I know how I structure these things. And, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm Maybe trying to, I'm trying to. we're doing the pattern, like, A, I gotta get out of my mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't SAT yourself. It's all good. Yep, yep. I don't know anything, so I'm all guessing all the time. All guesses all the time. All right, number three. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mm. All-Star Battle. Oh no. Mm. Oh, this 2013 fighting game was released on the PS3 and featured six different fighting styles for a roster of over 40 characters, including a character from a different work by original manga author Hirohiko Araki. What was the character? Was it from Gorgeous Irene? This is literally just me asking personally. It will not help <laughs> with the question. I just am curious. It's from something called Bayo? Oh, interesting. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, was Araki involved? Um, hmm. I know a little more about this guy than the average, like, manga author that I've read or whatever. I'm going to get roasted f- across coals for saying manga that way, but whatever. Um, I <laughs> feel like he... I would have thought that he is like a yes kind of guy to all this stuff, but he hasn't, he drew, like he drew for the light novels based on like part five. There's been like a Jolene one shot that was totally separate from him. And then the new Josuke whole horse stuff is written and drawn by totally different people. So I feel like since this is from 2013, like I want to say yes, because I feel Uh, like he's just the kind of guy that's like involved in that kind of thing. I don't know. I'm fine going with that. Jojo is, is a bit of a blind spot for me. My mm. only my only question is like how involved could you be with a fighting game? Like yeah. how much story is involved, how much Yeah, but... no, that's a good point. Like I'm really torn because I he I feel like he's the type to like put his name on stuff maybe even if he's not that involved with it. Like I don't I don't know. So mm. But but Let's the, let's it, go with yes because the move sets and stuff like that I I feel like yeah. his approval would be key for that. Yeah, and like in um whatever the actual name of that game is, well, and whatever the name of that actual the other game that I actually own is, like there is kind of a storyline that I feel like he probably had a piece in. So like maybe All Star Battle is the same way as like Heaven Over Eyes or whatever. I'm not confident in any of this, so (laughs) (laughs) I think let's go yes. Just like we're guessing all the way, we're guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Final answer is yes. Yeah, after yep. I talked for 45 minutes, yeah. <laughs> All right, that is incorrect. Fuck, ah! no! Oh, All-Star dude. Battle arrived during the, quote, onset of fighting games having a story mode, and while the story included <gasps> in ASB is, quote, inspired by the eight settings of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it was a mishmash thrown together by the game development team without Hirohiko Araki's involvement. Uh, if I never played the... the game, I'm sure I would have known. I'm sure I would have known. You thought the answer was yes, but it was me, Dio. But it was me, Dio. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And you said JoJo was a blind spot for you, Dan. Come on. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) That does bring us to uh, number four, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Uh, Eyes of Heaven. Heaven over, oh, Eyes of Heaven. That's what I couldn't have got it more wrong. This follow-up to All-Star Battle was released in Japan on the PS3 and PS4 in 2015 and dropped exclusively on the PS4 in Western countries the following year. 
boasting a roster of 54 characters, including an original version of series antagonist Dio, as well Mm. as seven fighting styles with two new styles exclusively used by characters added to the roster for this game. This one's got to be a yes, right? I think this is a yes. I mean, I know that I said yes last time, but I feel more confident this time. <laughs> well, yeah. That, uh, that is this... correct. Okay, it cool, is cool, yes. Cool, yes. Hirohiko Araki was brought in to supervise the story of Eyes of Heaven, and with him brought his apparent favorite character, Whole Horse, to the roster of playable characters. No, okay, let's diverge for a moment. <laughs> Rohan is obviously his favorite character, period. He has a drawing of him with him, like his personal self with him. He is his favorite. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So you're two you're two for four so far. Not bad. Number five, Full Metal Alchemist and the Broken Angel. What the fuck? This 2003 action RPG was released on the PS2 by Square Enix. Focusing on a side trip taken by the protagonist Elric Brothers, the game features beat-em-up elements and premiered shortly before the anime series based on the same manga. Wait. I did not know there was a game of this. <laughs> the game predated the original anime? Correct. Oh. Oh, that makes this way harder. Well, okay. The wait, the wait, the original anime or Brotherhood? The original anime. Okay. That's f- interesting. Okay. That is interesting. So just based on the manga then. That would have been before Full Metal was on everything. Like, because that was one of those weird branding things where it, it hit just well enough that, like, they made every piece of merchandise imaginable and every adaptation-y type thing. So, I, at that point, like, why wouldn't they have been involved? Unless they were working too hard on the anime. Oh, yeah. fuck. All right. Okay. I. <laughs> this sucks. Shay, you did such a good job. <laughs> This is so tough. Wait, okay, so the original anime I heard was, like, not that well-received. Was that because of the author's, like, involvement or lack thereof? Because that could give us a hint. Because I heard Brotherhood was, like, basically the redo of, like, oh, we didn't do it that well the first time. Let's try again kind of thing. Yeah, like, Brotherhood was kind of, like, the director's cut in a way. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. But I don't hmm. know if that's because of the author's involvement or lack or whatever. Like... I have, I don't know. I, I don't know that much. Of, I It sounds like I know a lot about it, but I was literally just like talking to like this new guy at work about it. So like, that's the uh, only way. That I could I go either way with exposure. this, Kelsey. What do you think? I have no, I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> I don't like, oh, I don't even know what broken angel is supposed to refer to in the title. Like I'm like lost in the sauce. In Full Metal Alchemist and the Broken Angel, in the game, the Elric brothers go to a town where they meet a scientist who's been experimenting with a philosopher's stone adjacent chemical that he fused with his daughter to create a chimera. That's scary. I'm going to say no. Uh... I don't have a whole lot of logic behind this. I'm just I know I was like well and I was gonna say yes but I was also like I don't really know why I just feel like because there's a story like maybe maybe that's why um but I'll defer to Dan because I really I have no clue Uh, that's such a bad call uh (laughs) we'll see it is because the answer is yes Ah! oh my god not only was series author Hiromu Arakawa in charge of the game's story but she was also tasked with character design while the game received mixed reviews from critics, the story was a bright spot in a game that was panned for gameplay and graphics. 
Oof. Okay. All right. This is that was, I, that was my yeah. bad. I should have been more confident about my my feeling on that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can't say it's your bad when I answered incorrectly. No, but <laughs> I answered correctly and then reneged. Like it's just as bad. <laughs> All right, fine. We, All right. All right. Mm. All right. Ready? Okay. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Please don't let it be like Attack on Titan, the game, or whatever. I'll kill myself. Oh, worse. Wait, can we Attack get... Attack on Titan. Oh, shit. All right, never mind. Oh, my God. Say, is it we... actually Attack on Titan? I'll jump out the window right now. <laughs> I was going to say, can we get points if we guess what other franchises these are going to be about? Uh, honestly. So after this one is just the bonus one. So if you can guess the bonus questions franchise, there's uh... actually two points that you can get. From the bonus questions franchise. Okay. 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 Um, but your final regular question is Attack on Titan two. What in the twenty eighteen two? Twenty eighteen's Attack on Titan two was an action hack and slash spawned from the popular anime based on the manga by Hajime Isayama. Released for Gen 7 consoles, the game follows the exact plot of the anime's first two seasons with DLC that covers the show's third season and the manga's first 90 chapters, as well as including an original ending. The game sees as many as 42 playable characters in the story, called Attack Mode, and was released, allegedly, on Stadia. (laughs) Are there 42 Uh. characters in that show? (laughs) I yeah, could probably name oh three Kelsey, of them. This is a I, fucking billion. I could yeah. name three of them probably right now, confidently. <laughs> Practically all um, of them are expendable. It's fine. Yeah, they uh, all die. Like, even my, my number one died, like, very middle of the road, so. Um. I, I'm going, no. If it's that closely based on it, I yeah. feel like they just watched it and wrote Yeah. That's what version. I was going to say. And you know what? I'm sure that fucking guy is busy as hell because that that show is so popular. Like, he has to be churning out nonsense in other realms. I'm yeah, no between too. that, like, there there are a couple manga authors where I'm like, how do you have time to do anything else? Like, that dude, yeah. the guy behind, uh, the person behind My Hero Academia, like, that kind of shit. Like, yeah. they just have to be constantly doing things. So, yes. I'm, I'm yes. confident no. I Yeah, I'm going no, too. That is correct. Yes. Woo! All right. The game, the game drew more heavily from the anime than the manga. And while Hajime not Isayama surprising. was consulted, he is not given a writing credit beyond one for based on the manga series. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Good. that's three out of six from the regular cool. questions, guys. Good job. Not bad. Honestly, not bad considering the unfamiliarity of the topic, I would say. It's the show average. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yep. All right, so for your bonus question, there are two franchises that were made into a mashup. And this last one is not, strictly speaking, a manga. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to do Jump Force. Jump Force is so many, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, but limiting it to only two. Okay. Well, and what I thought of immediately, this is very stupid. I thought immediately of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is like Fire Emblem, which is not a manga or an anime that I'm aware of. And like, there's got to be manga stuff for Fire Emblem, right? (laughs) That's the thing for this particular franchise is that there are manga, there is a manga for it, but it was not a manga first. Oh. (laughs) I I said that like it helped at all, but I've. (laughs) 
still have no idea. <laughs> I be- wasn't there. There was a Pokemon mashup with something else. Hold on. Is there a Pokemon was... manga? Yeah, totally. Oh my god! But I don't think it was a. It, it wasn't originally, so I think that might be the one we're sure. talking about. Hmm. Interesting. So your guess is Pokemon? No, I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the confidence from that last question has completely faded. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you one more hint, Dan. Okay. Uh, we have talked about this game on the show before. Oh, oh my god. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Dan, help me out because you're you make this. I listen. I'm a I'm a loyal listener, but you know, my retention isn't very good. <laughs> Was it okay? Can I ask a question? And you can totally sure. not answer if you want. Was it from the mech? quiz i believe so is it the gundam one Uh uh-huh yes okay the gundam (gasps) uh, dynasty warriors thing yeah yeah wait wait a minute there's a gundam dynasty warriors yeah dynasty warriors Uh like the game yeah yep like with nobunaga and all that historical stuff well, no. kind of. So the the uh, the Gundam thing was it was built on that engine, so it plays exactly like a Dynasty uh, Warriors game, but it's a Gundam oh, game, and it right, kind okay. of fucking rules from everything I've seen about it. I'm sure. Two bonus points for that. Wig. Yeah. Now you have a chance for a third bonus point. Okay. <laughs> because the game's not done. <gasps> 2007's Dynasty Warriors Gundam. I mean, it's just you have to tell me if the original person was involved or not. Who wrote 2007's Gundam? Dynasty Warriors Gundam is a mashup of the popular hack and slash franchise Dynasty Warriors, featuring Gundam mechs and pilots from the series. While not strictly based on a manga, the anime has spawned decades of content, including a manga series that has been published in the United States for at least 22 years. However, having been previously brought as a quiz question, I thought it'd be fun to include it as a bonus. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh... I like it. <laughs> This is awesome. Um, I, ooh. I do have a hint for this one. Okay. Okay. Would you like the hint, or would you like to try to guess first? I mean, we're we're already at five points. We're let's, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Let's take the hint. Yeah. All right. The hint is that the anime series first aired in 1979. Yep. No, that dude. What the fuck? No, I don't think he's it is. Dead, uh, probably. <laughs> He's I don't know dead. that he's dead, but like I think it's changed hands so many times. Sure. Um, yeah, it's like the Hellraiser series where it's like keeps being bought by new people every ten years or so. so. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's a no. Yeah, I think it's that a is no. correct. Yeah. While the game nice. did feature an original mech designed by Hajime Katoki, uh, a mech designer a, for another Hajime. Of the anime oh my god. The, yeah, there were I think four in this quiz. <laughs> uh, this game came out almost 30 years after the original series began airing, meaning that most of the people who worked on the original Gundam anime had moved on in their careers. Yeah. Wow. So well Good done. That's that's six points. Yep. We're adding Rushed that to down. your total. Six. No, 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 Dan. Those go to your total. I don't... <laughs> what is that, six? You get... Listen, listen. You get much less frequent rewards uh, because... But they'll be I much better. That. Just think about it. Right. You'll get a gold coin at your next increment. If it's not a PS5, I'm going to be disappointed no matter what. 
No. Uh, <laughs> Look under your Christmas tree, Dan. What do you see? <laughs> I mean, it could be, but it probably won't be till like 2040. That's when... that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so right, it'll be it'll be discounted. It'll be PS7 <laughs> out at that point. Uh... Oh my god! You'll have to buy your PS5 from an antique store at that point. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> right. It won't run. It'll just yeah. be a paperweight. It'll just look nice. If we have paper look in nice. 2040. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so every 20, 20 some odd episodes or so, Shay will make a yeah. quiz for me and I'll <laughs> gradually add to that point total. All right. Love that's it. fair. I like yeah. it. Okay, cool. I should probably put that somewhere, huh? <laughs> Maybe. So that I don't forget. Write it down. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, that will just about do it for us today. Uh, thank you so much, Kelsey, for being here. It's always a pleasure talking to you. It's always so much fun getting your insight on this kind of stuff. Uh, I promise that the next time we have you on, it won't be as depressing as either of the two games we've seen. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, anytime you guys have a depressing game, just throw it my way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good time. We'll, we'll have you on for something actually legitimately fun next time. But, um... <laughs> As for us, as always, if you want to follow the show, you can do so at our Instagram or Twitter page at BNGPod, where we post cheap codes, which is what we call different sales that are going on that you should be aware of. There's a big one going on on PlayStation right now. It'll be in its final days, but we're going to be grabbing a whole bunch of stuff to play for you here on the show. And then, of course, we always post our custom artwork for each episode on our Instagram, so go check those out. Uh, if you want to share the show, you can do so using our hosting site, which is anchor.fm slash bngpod. And if you want to send us an email, you can do so at brokeandgamingpod at gmail.com, like Kelsey did. You can talk about anything that you want us to play or any specific comments on any of the episodes, even some quiz suggestions if you want to. And uh, I'll just make sure I get to it before Shay does. <laughs> i would suggest sending an email if you have any other characters in video games that you think should become a father anytime soon like mario for instance could be ready for it let let them know yeah for sure <laughs> all right shay what are we playing next time uh next time dan we're playing a game called nexomon so make sure you tune in for that if you can't tell from what that name is, uh, yeah, we're we're playing a Pokemon clone, baby. I'm so stoked for this. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to. But until then, goodbye, absolutely, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.